you can make it. <laughs> Good morning. The meeting will come to order. This is the January 29th, 2024 Rules Committee meeting. I'm Supervisor Hillary Ronan, Chair of the Committee. I'm joined by Committee Vice Chair Supervisor Walton and Supervisor Safai. Our clerk is Victor Young, and I would like to thank Corey Corwin of SFGovTV for broadcasting this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Uh, yes, public comment will be taken on each item on this agenda. When your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, please line up to speak on your right. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing either of the following ways. Email them to myself, the Rules Committee Clerk, at victor.young at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the supervisors and included as part of the file. You may also send written comment via U.S. mail to our office in City Hall, 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, Room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. Please make sure to silence all cell phones and other electronic devices. Documents to be included as part of the file should be submitted to the clerk. Items acted upon today are expected to appear on the Board of Supervisors agenda on February 6, 2024, unless otherwise stated. That completes my initial announcements. Thank you. Can you please read item number one? Yes, item number one is an ordinance requiring the new public library branch serving the Ocean View, Merced Heights, Ingleside, and Lakeview neighborhoods to be built on city-owned parcel of land at 100 Orizaba Avenue, subject to environmental review required approval and other applicable laws, and prohibit the expenditure of city funds to explore, pursue, or plan construction of a new public library branch serving those neighborhoods at any alt alternate location except as required by the environmental review process required approvals or other applicable laws. Uh, just to note that this matter, there is the request that this be matter be sent out as a committee report to the BOS meeting of January 30th, 2024. And I'm gonna turn this over to Supervisor Safai. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you for getting this on the agenda so quickly um, because uh, a lot of time has been wasted on this particular issue. I'm sorry about my voice, but uh, lost our voice yesterday at the game um, watching the Niners. So um, let's just say go Niners to begin the game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm calling this, the game. <laughs> okay, so as you may recall, I asked Mayor Breed in question time on December the 12th uh, if she would support the library at 100 Orizaba in District 11, um, which her administration had identified nearly five years ago as the best option in the neighborhood. And to be honest, I wasn't sure how she would respond, but I was actually taken aback when I did hear her response. In a blizzard of misinformation and half-truths, the mayor said, she wouldn't commit to any new site in the neighborhood in the near future and made reference to funds available to renovate the existing library. Uh, she claimed we don't have the budget for a new library and that the site had traffic and pedestrian safety issues and there wasn't consensus in the District 11 community, all of which is not true. Um, so colleagues, if you'll indulge me, indulge me for a moment since we don't have a long presentation and, and some public commenters, I want to set the record straight uh, for those that are listening at home and for the future. The current library at 345 Randolph was spearheaded by Mayor Willie Brown. Community members at the time came together uh, with Mayor Brown and his administration and asked for help 
to add some positive investment to the Randolph Corridor in Lakeview. The community was dealing with a rash of shootings and young people were dying in the streets in the Ocean View neighborhood. And I see members in the audience that live there, that live through that time nodding their head. And they identified this site um, as one that was of particular concern, uh, where the library actually stands today, the current library. The community wanted to replace something negative and negative energy in the community with something positive. And that, what's more positive than a library in a neighborhood that's underserved? Uh, Mayor Brown listened and helped spearhead the construction of the Ocean View Library, which opens its doors in the year 2000. Because that's what mayors do. They listen to their constituents. They find a way to get things done for them. Um, the Ocean View Library branch did its job and helped bring positive foot traffic to the area and helped serve as a catalyst for a safer, Ocean View neighborhood and Lakeview community. But the library is, is the smallest neighborhood library in the entire city and county of San Francisco. And it's past time that we get a new one for this community. Fast forward to 2018, the library had set aside $9 million for renovation of this particular existing site. But the community made it clear they wanted a real, fully functioning, larger library branch. And so that renovation money that the mayor mentioned uh, was for that particular effort. Um, but that's six years past time. And we've moved on and we've had extensive community input and community meeting, along with multiple departments putting in significant effort to come up with the selection of the site that the community stands behind. So working with community and the city librarian and public works, the library um, and DPW in 2019 published an analysis of public sites. They did an analysis of multiple locations that could be the future home of the Ocean View Library. Parcel D, or 100 Orizaba, scored the best and was the only one that met the criteria for a suitable site and one in which the community would stand behind. Uh, we will hear from uh, Public Works today. At the same time, uh, there were concerns raised by some community members about traffic and pedestrian safety uh, we worked with SFMTA and the Transportation Authority to conduct traffic studies at the location in order to identify ways to make the site more pedestrian friendly and to install traffic calming changes to alter driver behavior along Brotherhood Way. I have a letter from SFMTA Director Tumlin um, that states funding, planning, and implementation can be fully independent of any adjacent land use changes, including potential siting of the San Francisco Public Library branch at this location. Those studies are still underway, and I have spoken with Director of the TA, uh, Tilly Chang, who said she is ready to fund, right now, uh, improvements, uh, short-term improvements uh, to pedestrian safety in that area. We're waiting for the MTA to submit their application for funding, and I am in, uh, conversation with Director Tumlin to move that project forward. The cost was also identified as an issue. In 2020, the estimated cost of the library was $47 million, according to, to then-librarian CFO Heather Green. The library identified a $12.5 million funding gap uh, for the Ocean View Library. There was and, and is $35 million there in the library fund, uh, and we went to work. 
Colleagues, as you may recall, we all worked tirelessly to pass the renewal of the Library Preservation Fund in 2022. In April, 20, in April 18, 2022, a letter from City Librarian to the Library Commission, he identified that the budget for the new Ocean View Library Branch would be funded by the renewal of the Library Preservation Fund. That's why I was the lead sponsor at the Board of Supervisors for the renewal of the Library Fund Preservation Fund. So the $47 million price tag in 2020 has undoubtedly gone up a bit, uh, but we have the money a year ago to start the library. It was fully funded according to estimates that were provided. Um, and as everyone knows, including colleagues here and others, um, we never start projects in the city. And um, excuse me, we never wait to start projects in the city until we have full funding. If we have 75% more funding, we begin the work. We begin the environmental analysis. We begin the soft costs. We begin the architectural and all the other work, putting the bid packets together for constructions. Um, and so I have a correspondence from director. And then, excuse me, prior to this budget cycle, we were working with city librarian Michael Lambert and public works director Carla Short, as well as the city attorney's office to discuss the transfer of land as of September 2022. Um, and I have correspondence from Michael Lambert earlier in July 22 that states, he recently met with Director Short from the Department of Public Works, Director Pennick from Real Estate, to discuss the property transfer. Public Works is researching what they've done in the past for effectuating interdepartmental transfers of city-owned property. However, by June of 23, all the conversation of transfer halted. In public hearings in June 16, 2023, and June 22nd, 2023, the library refused to commit to the Brotherwood Way site as they had poured money and resources into selecting, studying, designing, and gathering funding for. Um, and then with regard to putting money um, in reserve, we did not want to allow waste of resources and put the balance of funding on reserve until there was more clarity. So. I'm just gonna end folks with saying that what changed between September 22nd and 2023 was that the mayor unfortunately stepped in and pushed the librarian to look for alternative sites. Going against the will of the community, going against the will of departments and the work that we had done to lay the groundwork for an extensive and neighborhood and regional serving library that would go from the smallest neighborhood library to the largest neighborhood library. So rather than wasting any more time, city resources, and confusing the community, that's why I introduced this piece of legislation today. Uh, we've wasted enough time. I know that there's members of the community that have said that this is one of the things that they want to see get done um, as, as a centerpiece of the work that they've done and dedicated to San Francisco before, before they move on to the next world. And, and I don't wanna say die because I think that's a negative way to look at it, but I know people have said in meetings, I wanna see this get done before I die. So the vision for a larger replacement branch aligns well with San Francisco's declared emphasis on racial equity as this branch would serve an historically underserved community, under-resourced community, and it has strong political census, funds sufficient, and enough to advance the construction of this library. Um, and that was a quote from 
the CFO of the library at the time. So I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you, colleagues. Thank you, Supervisor Walton, for co-sponsoring this. Thank you, Supervisor Ronan, for co-sponsoring this and indulging me to give a little bit more background to set the record straight. Um, and as this legislation moves forward, I, I know that we have strong consensus in the community for this library. And when I say community, I'm talking about the District 11 community, those that have been working and fighting in District 11. Um, I know that there might be some concern from neighbors that are not part of the District 11 community, and I respect that. But at the same time, this is, has to be a conversation driven by those that have been fighting in the District 11 community for years. Um, so, so that's about it. Um, I don't want to waste any more taxpayer money on looking at alternative locations. Um, and I think this is the time we pass this legislation and move forward and we'll continue. And I look forward to working with the mayor on this. I look forward to working with the community on this and seeing this project move forward. Um, I think we're going to go now real quickly to um, DPW so that they can just give us a short presentation on how the uh, site selection was done. Do you guys have a presentation? Or are you here just to ask, answer? Okay, well maybe I'll just ask you a couple questions before we go to public comment. Can you just talk us through a little bit about the concept design and how the site was actually chosen, what process you went through? I know you looked at five locations along Brotherhood Way. Uh, good morning, Supervisors. Uh, my name is Andy Sohn. I'm from San Francisco Public Works. I'm an architect. This is Julia Lowey. She's our bureau manager. Um, we've been working with the community and with the library since 2018 on looking at a new branch for um, Ocean View. It started out with a feasibility study of the three branch libraries that were not part of the Branch Library Improvement Program bond, and that was Ocean View, Chinatown, and Mission libraries. Um, they originally budgeted $8 million to renovate the uh, Ocean View Library, which was built in the year 2000, um, which is a reason that was not in the bond program. The bond pro program was around 2000, and that library was a new building. But um, when, once we got into the community engagement process, we heard from the community, many of uh, which are here that were at those meetings, that they wanted a larger branch, that renovating this uh, smaller branch would, would not be sufficient. The library took that to heart and um, ramped up their funding and committed to a new library. Um, at that time, uh, we wanted to do the project on public, on city-owned land. And the Brotherhood Way public open space is uh, city-owned land that, that through a conditional use permit would uh, work for a library. Uh, Supervisor Safi, you were part of that, as well as our director at Public Works at the time, and looking at those sites. And then we did a feasibility study in 2019 that evaluated um, the 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 the, uh, the the sites on Brotherhood Way that would um, have some applicability for a new library, and in that process we established criteria. This is this is that report. We we established criteria for those sites and selected option D, and that is the history of um, the Brotherhood Way site. The, 
the dry, one of the primary drivers was the, um, that it was city-owned land. I'm just going to have the clerk put that on the screen so people oh, can see on the overhead projection uh, the actual. You can look at the two different, those two out of the five options, but maybe you can talk through a little bit about the decision making. Thank you. So, so the, uh, yeah, those were our criteria right there. Um, the neighborhood connectivity, it was, it was closer to Randolph Street than other sites we looked at. It was a less steep site. Um, there, were, there were numerous sites back uh, on, on that open space that would require walking uh, up steeper hills. So this was seen as closer. The M train uh, makes a turn down uh, nearby. Um, yeah, it's a block and a half from yeah. the M train. Uh, and there's some bus, there's some, uh, bus right mm -hmm. there. And it, it's also kind of a gateway location to the neighborhood. And I just want to add, out of all that, you can see some of the other green space across the street. You have a dog park. You have an area where a lot of seniors uh, use the flat area um, south of where it says Brotherhood and north of where it says Alameen across the street. They use that for Tai Chi. Um, and then part of the other reason, I think, in terms of synergy, you, you say synergy with existing site amenities, there's a small a basketball court. Well, there's, there's, the, there's the Head Brotherhood Mini Park. There's mm -hmm. a Sisterhood Gardens. There's a dog park across the street. Right. There's a potential for um, some sort of um, uh, synergy with uh, other future partnership that might happen in this same location. Uh, but during, you know, during that, uh, that study, you know, con uh, concerns were raised about the traffic on the road. In fact, our report has those uh, concerns uh, that were raised, and um, the library reached out to, San to MTA uh, to, to address those concerns, which was the, one of the initiators for that um, safety improvement program that's going on now. Great. And then... Yeah, I don't yeah, I think I think you've covered everything. Okay. Thank you so much. If there's any questions, we'll call you back up. Okay. Um, Chair, I don't have any other things. I just I'll just end with saying I think we Public Works put in significant time and effort. The TA and the MTA put in effort, and we do have the ability to make some short-term and long-term improvements to traffic and pedestrian safety, and I I do think that is important. Um, but it is also important to note that it's a block from the the M line, it's a block from uh, the bus line, and we do have the ability to engage and interact and, and have connectivity with some of the existing uses. So if it's okay with you, can we go to public comment? Absolutely. Oh, unless you all have anything to say before we go? No. Okay. Uh, Mr. Clerk, can we please open this item up for public comment? Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item should line up to speak at this time. Each speaker will be allowed two minutes. There will be a soft chime when you have 30 seconds left and a louder chime when your time has expired. If you'd like to make public comment, you can uh, line up at this time and approach the podium. Good morning. Do you want me to start? Okay. So I'm Liz Rodriguez. I um, work for Catholic Charities, and we are part of the OMI Community Collaborative. 
Um, we have four aging, uh, I work for the aging division. And we have four programs within that neighborhood. Um, I would love to see, we would love to see a larger library to be able to host events, presentations, activities for intergenerational um, activities. Part of our, um, our client, uh, uh, the goal for our clients is to prevent isolation. So it's getting them out into our programs. We have a senior center. Um, and um, I think that would be, it's always a, a wonderful fit when you plan and see how beneficial intergenerational activities can, can be. And I'm, we're part of the, like I said, we're part of the, I'm here also representing part of the OMI Community Collaborative. We all work together. We all do um, different services and um, we're happy to be part of it. Hello there. Well, two months ago, I was all fired up because I went to a meeting that had to decide between cutting vital services or increase police funding. And now here I am two months later going to, there's no money we were told, you know, there's no money for both, but yet we have money for superfluous library projects and being locked into a certain plan. Um, putting a library in a green belt by people who claim, who claim they're environmentalists, virtue signal endlessly. So I think uh, we should uh, reconsider the whole idea, but if you're gonna put a new library, of course you build it where there's already a library to build on a community that's already there. There's no compelling reason for this library to be built in a new area, it's chopping down trees, and just creating a traffic more of a nightmare, spending what, $2 million on altering traffic infrastructure. It's another project with no compelling needs while we got people scrounging through garbage for food in this city and a fentanyl crisis. This is what we're spending millions of dollars on. Thanks. My name is Anne-Marie Nowak. I'm not important except that I vote and I pay taxes and I'm born San Franciscan. So I have a lot of personal investment in making our community thrive. I'm part of a community center that has a book club. During COVID, the community center got flooded and the Ocean View Branch Library said, come and meet here. And we were able to continue that book club for senior citizens, a mixed group that was able to have conversations. It's become from three people who hesitated about showing up at COVID to 12 people. But the room was full. There was somebody who came for a different event at the same time as our book club was meeting. And she ended up coming to our room because she thought it must be up here because that's where everybody is. The library branch was already crowded. We need a new place. We have the property. We have the site identified. We've got the plans in place. We've had the funding. We need to make sure to provide the uh, impetus to go ahead and build this library now because the community is growing there are more families in it. There's a very diverse community that can be served. And as a result, 
we can make San Francisco a better place, starting with a forgotten neighborhood like ours. Thank you. Hello, thank you for seeing us today. My name is Renard Monroe. I am the executive director and founder of Youth First and also the president of Invest Black. I'm also a community resident um, in District 11. So I was a part of, along with someone else sitting in the, the gallery, a part of the first library that was built by Willie Brown, who supported us. And everything that was said is true. We built that library because it was we needed something to bring some positivity to our neighborhood. Okay, we've outgrown that library. So I'll give you a perfect example. I run youth programs. We use the library every Wednesday. Okay, we have to go in shifts with our children because the library is not big enough. So we go on Wednesdays because one day the daycare that's across the street went on a Tuesday when we went on a Tuesday. Guess what? Our field trip was canceled because it couldn't hold us all. We shouldn't have to take shifts to go to a library to have access and opportunity for our children to learn and grow. Okay? Our neighborhood is underserved everywhere you look. We don't have many places to put a library, okay? But people are talking about this and that about the safety and we get all that as community members. We built a whole new neighborhood on Brotherhood Way. A whole new neighborhood, homes that aren't afford affordable for San Franciscans, but we build a whole neighborhood, but we can't build a library for our kids to go learn so one day they can sit in the seats that you're sitting in. We shouldn't be talking about finances. We find finances for everything. We have to find finances to keep our society going, and we learn at libraries. We have to have access and opportunity for all. We need equity in our district. We need a library. Thank you. <clears throat> Supervisors, David Osgood from the East Side. People all over town realize what a ridiculous site this is for a, li <clears throat> a library. Most of what I've heard is that we need a library, right? But I haven't heard much to uh, justify this terrible location. It's not centrally located. It's on an expressway, for God's sakes. What are you thinking? And you want to cut trees. Are, are we still in the 1950s here? Um, just crazy. And you looked at five sites. Are, are they all on Brotherhood Way? Is that what I heard? That's not much of a search. And it sounds like you've already decided, right? All three of you are, have decided. So, so much for uh, public input. Is that what you're really about? Um, one message for all supervisors looking at the bigger picture, quit paving over open space. Quit cutting trees in parks. Quit building buildings in green belts. This, this is so 1950s. And as has been pointed out, to cross Alamany to get to this library. By the way, are you all listening or looking on your iPads? Um, 
this um, to cross alimating, you have to go, th you have to use five different crosswalks. This, this library would be an attractive nuisance. People coming from the Crossroads uh, Living Center would be in danger. Thank you. Are there any additional speakers on this matter? If there are any additional speakers, if you can line up at this time, it would be appreciated. Good morning, supervisors. My name is Mary Harris, president of Oh My Neighbors in Action, a native San Franciscan and 50, 50 years homeowner in the Lakeview OMI. I am um, here to ask for your support for supervisors' ordinance um, to support the library at the Brotherhood site would, it would help keep costs down and allow for community events and outdoor space for classroom and family activities. As you know, we have the smallest library and the largest amount of school-aged children with two elementary schools near that site. The library is a valuable resource for children, our families, seniors, and hopefully also will be a, a cooling center during a heat wave. The longer we wait, the more this library is going to cost. We have looked at multiple locations, but this is the best site for a children's terrace, outdoor children's activities, a modern library connected to outdoor space, and community does not want a church nonprofit library combination that doesn't work for us. Please support the Brotherhood location with traffic and safety improvements. We tried to do our part in the Lakeview OMI by voting for Prop F, the ballot measure for libraries. Um, this Saturday, my husband and I had a chance to go to the open house at the Ocean View Library. There was probably a couple dozen people there and it was packed. It was, it, there just was no, no, no room. There's no room for um, a whole classroom to come. You have to come in stages. And it's just, we've just outgrown the library. And I'm hoping that you'll support this ordinance for our community and our children. We don't even have a bookstore. Next speaker. My name's Eric. I live uh, nearby. I use the library frequently. Um, I'm with Rosetta Extension Triangle Neighborhood Association uh, on the executive board. And I think my main concern is, is traffic. I have many concerns, uh, and I agree with the need for the new library. It's, it's very restrictive right now. This is one of the toughest intersections and one of the most highly trafficked. It seems like we're putting the library right in a hot spot and it doesn't make sense to me, especially when we have possibilities that would be right there at the M line. There's a street that has a long history that is zoned 
commercial and has easy access for the M-Line. So that seems like a pedestrian-friendly site, whereas putting it on this major expressway, to me, uh, is at least very concerning. Hello, my name's Glenn Rogers, and of course, I know you've already made up your mind regarding this project, but just in case you might, could you keep quiet? It's okay. Anyway, what I would like to say regarding this project is that uh, the uh, church, the Pilgrim Community Church, uh, and their laity uh, support the idea of the, the Pilgrim Church, the IT Bookman, and the library site. That's a major uh, a portion of the community. Uh, the idea of having the, uh, the library built on the Greenbelt, which is an earthquake fault, organic soils, and on a Greenbelt, you know, is, uh, to say easily, a bad idea. Sagamore Street, 40, to, uh, 40 mile an hour, 45 miles an hour, the uh, traffic comes down that particular uh, street, different times of the year. The sun blinds uh, the drivers and they cannot see. And this is where the children were going to be crossing the street. However, the site uh, located on uh, Randolph Street has two wonderful uh, handicap ramps uh, 20 feet away from where the library uh, and the uh, IT bookman and the church would be located. Ideal site. That being said, you know, the IT Bookman Center is uh, very uh, energetic, very active. They, they provide music, uh, transportation, food, uh, and, and music uh, for their uh, residents. And, uh, and they need a, a, a shot in the arm in order to have that become a better uh, place for the community. And that, and that, you know, a dog park is not synergy, okay? Business synergy. But they have numerous other places that do have uh, coffee shops. Uh. Speaker time has elapsed. Hi, my name is Andy Rice. Um, I am a resident of Ocean View. Um, I agree with the last couple of speakers, what they said, but, but I would like to add that um, the site at, at, uh, uh, on the Greenbelt, there's two reasons that I am against this site. One is I really don't want to see the Greenbelt disappear. And the other is that um, the, the, it's not accessible to a lot of us who live in the neighborhood. Um, it's 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 not a steep hill, but it's a hill down to the area. It's a hill back up to the area to where we all live. Um, I really would like to see it placed in a place where people are more accessible. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any additional speakers? I believe uh, there are no additional speakers on this matter. Seeing none, public comment is now closed. Supervisor Walton. Thank you so much, Chair Ronan. Um, I just have a, a few comments. The first thing I want to say is that 
libraries are extremely important to communities and particularly to families and communities without means. Um, this is how a lot of people receive access to knowledge. A lot of people receive access to technology. This is a space where people get to meet, a place for neighborhood and community building, education for our young people, spaces for seniors to meet. And the good thing about public libraries is they belong to everyone. And the resources that they provide and opportunities that they provide, if there is ever a cost, most certainly is affordable. And to actually have a site identified in this city where land um, is scarce, particularly for opportunities like this, that is something that is important and something that I personally can't ignore, particularly because there has been resources already committed. And from my standpoint, I would never tell a community that their opinion is not important, uh, that their opinion about where something should go, particularly isolated communities, particularly communities that haven't received certain level of equity over the years. And that's part of the problem when people don't listen to our communities of color, our isolated communities that speak up for themselves. There's always someone telling them what their opinion is and how it doesn't make sense. Um, and you know, there's a first time for everything, but I don't think I've ever seen opposition to a library, um, particularly knowing how important they are uh, in this city, in this day and age, with so many technological advances, yet so many people suffer from the digital divide. And in some cases, the only place where people can receive the technological opportunities that some people have and the privilege of their own home, a lot of communities don't have that. And again, hearing from DPW, knowing that there was a process of input, um, having conversations with members of the community, we can't say that they don't deserve to be able to say where they want something that is so precious to community. And so um, I didn't plan on saying anything today because I thought this, um, you know, hearing from community, listening to the input from the department, having conversations, I thought this was something that uh, really made sense to push forward on, but I did wanna let everyone know where I stand and why I stand um, in this space. So thank you, uh, Chair Ronan, and thank you, Supervisor Safai, for, for bringing this to, to rules today. Thank you, uh, Supervisor Wong. I'm just gonna end with a few words. Is that okay, sure. Chair? Absolutely, go right So I, I just wanna, I wanna, again, add to the record, for this particular phase of this library, there's been five years of community process, okay? Multiple community meetings, multiple input by the library, by Public Works, some of the architects that were here today have been deeply involved in that process. The SFMTA, for those of you that are concerned about the, the pedestrian safety issues and the transportation, I, I, we don't take that lightly. I think that's a very important concern. I literally was just texting with the head of the, the director of MTA and the head of the transportation authority. They literally have money right now. They're waiting for the application for the SFMTA to put in to do some immediate pedestrian safety issues. 
some of the longer term ideas or would be a slight configuration to the entrance of Brotherhood Way there that would slow the traffic down even further. That's something that the SFMTA is looking at um, long term. And that will be more community involvement, more input. But I can't emphasize enough, and you heard from a, a youth serving program and seniors that are book club, people literally have to wait outside to get into the library right now. We can't serve our community with this library. If we could, we would have used the $9 million and gone for the renovation. But we're talking about 9,000 square feet. The proposed library that we've worked on with the commission and the community is going to be over 20,000 square feet, 25,000. It will literally serve an area. And not just the Lakeview neighborhood, but some of the southeast part of San Francisco. Um, and by the way, for those of you that are afraid of having people come into the neighborhood, that's okay. That's okay. We will accommodate. We will use the, we will use the trains. We will use pedestrian. We will use alternative forms of transportation. There probably will be a little bit of parking on site. There'll be a drop-off area. Um, and Supervisor Walton and I joke about this a lot, but we literally have planted over 2,500, almost 3,000 trees in District 11. I'm okay with giving up a, a couple of trees. I hate to say it, but I'm okay with giving up a couple of trees for a neighborhood library in this instance. And I think green space should be sacred. I am one of those people. But if we're going to give up a little bit of green space for a library, I'm willing to take that leap. So that's what I think um, is important to note. And the last thing is I just say we, the, the idea of co-locating and looking at other, that just sounds years and years and years down the road. That's more waiting for more funding. And, and to answer the gentleman's question, the library preservation fund can only be used for libraries. That money can't be taken and used for any of the other ills that we have in San Francisco that were identified. This money, by voter mandate and renewed by motor, voter mandate, can only be used to build and serve libraries. So we have $35 million there. We will identify new. And actually, if they sell the location of the current library, that money will go toward this library. So we have a lot of things in motion and have been building in motion to build this neighborhood library. So colleagues, I ask for your support today. Thank you, Chair Ronan, for getting this on the agenda. And I think it's a committee report, is that correct? So I'd like to make a motion to send this to the full board with positive recommendation as a committee report. Thank you, and before I ask for a vote on that motion, um, you know, I just wanted to add my two cents, which is uh, when there's a five-year long community process um, to move the ball after that process has gone through just doesn't make any sense to me. And as it is, it takes so long to accomplish these major uh, neighborhood infrastructure needs, and I see libraries as, as neighborhood infrastructure, um, that to, to start all over again uh, would just be so disappointing in, in every way, shape, or form. Um, with that, can we have a roll call vote on this item? Yes, on the motion to recommend the matter 
to the board as a committee report. Vice Chair Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Supervisor Safai. Safai, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. The motion passes without objection. Motion passes unanimously. Mr. Clerk, do you have any other items on the agenda today? There are no additional uh, items on today's agenda. The meeting is adjourned.